Hi, my name's Rob Scott from UC Today, bringing you the latest news and conversation from the unified communications and collaboration space. In this session, I'm joined by Andrew Reiter, Senior Director of Business Development at Pegzip. And today we're going to be discussing preparing Microsoft Teams for hybrid working. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks, Rob. Super excited to be here. A real pleasure to be here today with you and UC Today and all your viewers. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, and before we get started, Andrew, how about we just do a quick intro? Tell us a little bit about what you do at Pegsip and uh, who are Pegsip ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I work on biz business development and alliances, and alliances is going to be key to what we talk about today. Uh, but more interesting is uh, who Pegsip is than kind of what I do. And uh, for those that don't know Pexip, Pexip is a video-centric, video-first company. Uh, we've been around since 2011. And, and what video-centric means is we're focused on providing video as it should be. Uh, video meetings are sort of our, our sort of heart and soul, if you will, a lot of industry veterans in the organization. And when we say sort of video as it should be, um, it's about providing natural interactive experiences and trying to reduce meeting fatigue. And we'll, we'll I'm sure, get a lot into so the importance of video uh, today. But it's things like artificial intelligence in terms of how the layout is composed. It's not just about having a grid on the screen, but natural interaction that's sort of automatic, that's intuitive and sort of lends yourself to the event. Um, that's the type of thing that we're focused on. And for companies that are really looking at it from a mission critical perspective, um, Pexip, for those that know it, um, we think of us as an interop company, and we'll, we'll touch on that today, I'm sure, as well. But we have a full suite of uh, video solutions from mobile to desktop to the boardroom for those folks that want that. And if I may, one last little bit on who Pexip is in terms of our claim to fame is really what cloud means. Um, we take a slightly different approach than other vendors in terms of cloud. When we talk about cloud, everybody thinks shared public service, you know, Teams, awesome shared public service. And we do that as well. But we recognize from a lot of our customers that that one size doesn't necessarily fit them and all of their needs, their sort of governments, regulatory requirements, et cetera. So we enable customers to take the PECSIP experience and conceivably run it in their own cloud. Think three-letter agencies in the U.S. government who've built their own sort of private sort of clouds. They can take our application and run it there. Um, but there's also sort of a sweet spot in terms of things like Azure or GCP. Customers can take the PECSIP application and run it in their private tenant so they have control of their data and their privacy, right? It doesn't come to PECSIP at all, but they get this rich meeting experience. And then sort of last bit on that, sorry, probably more than an intro, than you wanted is, and if I may plug, we recently announced something called uh, PECSIP Private Cloud, where Azure and GCP are great, but there's still some complexity to be able to figure out how to manage that. We've automated all that so customers can get the benefit of those cloud platforms and having that privacy in their own private tenant, but we've simplified the deployment, giving them sort of what everybody envisions from the cloud in terms of that simplicity and utility, but they get that privacy and control. So video through and through, um, but with flexible deployment options that's very unique in the industry. Absolutely. Thanks, Andrew, for that introduction. So to kick today's session off, we said we talk about hybrid working uh, in Microsoft Teams environment. So work from home, work from anywhere is in fashion, it appears, and uh, hybrid working is here to stay. So in terms of, you know, just setting the scene, uh, you know, what are organizations thinking right now, you know, and are they ready for this kind of new work style? What's your perspective? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I would say more than in fashion, uh, it's sort of a necessity, right? We're all in our home offices today. Anyone sort of working in these types of industries that is able to do that. Um, so very much real and here now. 
I think some, some interesting, some recent news, both sort of Salesforce and Google have put out um, recent statements about their sort of remote work policy. And it's fairly clear that it's not the everybody go to the beach and you never have to see an office again, but they're trying to figure out that balance where things really have shifted in terms of there's going to be remote working without a doubt, but what's that balance between sort of being remote and being in the office, right? It, you know, it's anybody's guess how this all plays out, but interesting that some of these large organizations are putting out these sort of policies around, hey, the expectation is you'll probably be in the office, you know, one to three days a week, uh, not necessarily all the time. That's a thing of the past. But what's key is um, that we do know from what's happened is sort of video is really become the connective tissue for organizations to really enable this hybrid work. Uh, many of us that have been in the video industry for a while, it was always, this is the year for video, right? This is the year going to happen. Well, that was 2020. We did say that for several years in a row, I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> finally happened in 2020. It's really, I mean, it's a real tragedy, right? That it takes the pandemic to do that, but that's the reality now. And these organizations, while they're trying to figure out this return to office, um, it's that video is a core connective tissue to ensure that there's not a sort of second-class citizenship in the organization, you know, the remote people. It was always kind of like, ah, the remote person, you're not sort of visible as much, and so you know, opportunity is less, et cetera, but using video to ensure that the organization, so the most important asset, which is their people, can do the reason they're being employed, right? Solve problems and get together and collaborate and do that. Um, some other interesting things we see is just the process side of return. Really interesting, a... A law firm is looking at, you know, law, you would bring your clients in and see them and talk to them and potentially contracts and these types of things and trying to figure out how do they get to have the ability to make sure their customers, their clients are comfortable coming into the office and meeting in the conference room. So they're looking at things like you can book the room, right? It has to be an hour between bookings. There needs to be some automation to notify the cleaning staff to have come and clean it between meetings so they can have, you know, a safe, secure place, but also something that they can show. Um, to their customers as, as relevant to come back into the office with them. How the world has changed. Yeah, yes. So they, <laughs> yeah, it certainly has changed. And uh, it, it, it is a bit of a tongue-in-cheek expression of mine, uh, you know, work from home being in fashion uh, and hybrid yes, working. Yes. It certainly is here to stay by the looks of things. And uh, we've just got to get used to it, haven't we? Um, so as organizations, uh, what have we... What, what are we up against here? So what are the kind of top challenges that organizations are facing right now? Yeah, I, I, that's, uh, I tend to sort of group these as uh, kind of three groups and sort of some of the industries and things that um, we talk to as PECs that tend to be large enterprise, you know, government, healthcare. Um, little fun fact on healthcare for you. Uh, by some people's estimates, we sort of power um, about 50% of healthcare um, you know, patient what? client uh, video transactions. So again, it's sort of that pecks it behind the scenes that people don't know, but um, we're sort of out there in full force. But um, these challenges, I kind of lumped them as three groups, um, right? So the folks that when the pandemic hit, right, there was the, hey, I've got a Teams E3 license. I can just enable everybody with Teams and sort of win all in on that. Um, and that's been, you know, they're sort of, hey, I think it made a really good decision. Things are working really well. And there's some considerations for what it means to go back to office for them, I'll touch on. The second group is sort of the panic buying, right? We had the, hey, COVID happens, I need to keep the lights on. And just sort of, you know, there was lots of memes about the panic buying for toilet paper. There was sort of similar for technology, right? Grab the first thing off the shelf and use that. And you know, some challenges they're looking at. And then sort of the third group is really the, 
hey, I had Skype for Business on premises or I had some sort of solution there. I'm a little cloud adverse. So they retrenched, sort of did more of that with VPNs and things, but they want some of the cloud benefits and are trying to figure out that journey. So on the first group, in terms of having had the E3 and sort of rolled out uh, Teams and that's gone really well, the thing that often many of them don't know um, is coming and the, the ones that do are planning for and taking advantage of this time now and they recognize um, their users adopted Teams. When they go back to the office, um, what we see, and actually this is interesting, we've actually seen a 5x increase in our um, service, which we call CVI, which connects conference rooms to Teams. Um, post-COVID versus pre-COVID. So while nobody's in the office, there's a lot of rooms being used to connect the teams. And what that is, is the people that are coming back into the office, their colleagues are remote. So they go in the conference room and use the conference room video system to connect into that Teams meeting. They got bigger screens, they can take their mask off because they're in the conference room and have that interaction. This is the challenge that's waiting for those customers. Teams doesn't natively connect to their existing video conferencing estate in the conference rooms. And so that's one of the, that's a big challenge for that group to figure that out and sort of plan for that for the return to office. The second group, so the panic buying, they're looking at, hey, did I make uh, the right choice with my platform, with my technology decision? This is a long-term thing. Is this one I want to use going forward? What does it mean for privacy and security? They're not the same. They're definitely two different things. Um, colleague of mine, a nice analogy, if I may. Uh, basically, you know, imagine you're in a glass box that's sort of impenetrable glass bullet or whatever in Times Square. You're secure, but you're not private. So how do you balance those needs to make sure that your top secret project, which you used to dedicate a specific conference room in the office, that was the war room, that you had those conversations on this new development, how do you do that over the internet with these tools and feel like, yeah, I'm protecting my intellectual property as an organization. So these people are figuring out, you know, are those the right tools for, um, for the application? I suppose the right here. tools for the long term as well, aren't they? You know, they're trying to recalibrate. That did they make those right decisions? But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, they're looking at the longer, longer play now. Exactly. And and is it the right set of tools? Um, you know, a lawyer turned into a cat yesterday. It's been going around on the news. So right, you know, there's wonderful tools out there, consumer tools, but are those the right tools for the application? So they're trying to figure out uh, those types yeah. of things. And then, um, so the third bit is the sort of entrenched, you know, the premises, Skype for Business. How do they get to um, to leveraging things like Teams? They know they want to get there somehow, and for certain users. And how do they sort of start managing that transition? And those um, interactions are really sort of key for them to solve. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, there's so much to video that we could be talking about it all day, I imagine. But uh, certainly in the Microsoft Teams environment, there's there's lots of options. Um, I'm really keen to, for you to just talk through how Pegzip fit into the kind of Microsoft Teams environment. How do you package your solution up, and 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 what part does it? You know, what part of the jigsaw does uh, Pegzip really address? Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so interop sort of core to our our, our sort of lifeblood here in video, and so on the. Team side of things, you know, no, no coincidence that one challenge I sort of called out there for those customers that are team centric is, um, as I mentioned, when they come back to the conference room, the users understand their team's workflow, schedule meeting, they're going to do that when they come back to the office and now they need to book that room because they need to make sure it's booked so it's available to them and they need to make sure the time is there for the cleaning staff, right? So that scheduling is going to be important. So they're going to do that 
uh, they're going to walk into that room and um, they're going to have their meeting scheduled on the interface for that room system that's in there. And they want to push that button just to join that meeting. Um, but there needs to be some back-end glue to make that happen because, again, Teams doesn't natively connect to those sort of existing video conferencing systems that are in all those conference rooms. And that's where uh, Pexip is a what's known as a CVI, Certified Partner, with Microsoft. It's Microsoft's term, Cloud Video Interop, and they have a certification for this to make sure that sort of vendors like Pexip can provide this glue uh, to connect those environments. And then there's a whole host of other things we could talk about, those existing room video systems and how do you cloud modernize them on this journey, etc. Um, that's for another conversation to come back on your show. Um, other areas on the, the second segment, right? The um, panic buying customers, they're looking at, again, do they make the right choices? What are potentially some of the security and privacy implications, et cetera? Um, for example, so many different cloud apps. Do I let every app, for example, take my calendar data into their cloud to process it so I can have this one button sort of push experience from the meeting room? And, you know, do I really organizationally dissemination of all this data? I trust Microsoft. It's got my exchange. They have all of the info. Do I need to send it other places? And that's where we do interesting tech with, hey, we don't take any of the data, right? That's not what we do, but we provide you the solution. So we've taken a different approach to how we solve that problem. Again, this cloud flexibility that we have to ensure that customers, it's not a matter of, what encryption keys and are they stored here or not? It's like, hey, nope, we don't take the data. We've given you a sort of a simple architecture here so it doesn't come to us and you can feel secure with those types of things. So customers are looking at these types of elements of what's that technology choice. And then finally on that sort of Skype for Business uh, customer, we are the only uh, vendor that's also certified for Skype for Business on-prem as well as Microsoft Teams. Um, and this is really important for these customers because they're trying to figure out I need to get Skype for Business to connect to my Microsoft Teams meetings because I'm going to enable some of these users with that. That doesn't happen natively, sort of out of the box. I need my Skype for Business to connect with my meeting rooms, my meeting rooms to connect with those. And they're able to put Pexip in and allow all those things to connect so they can figure out what that migration um, path is in their environment and start taking advantage of some of the cloud benefits. And then there's all of the host of, as I mentioned, sort of um, deployment models that we have, which are really important for those customers so that they can deploy in their Azure tenant and feel in control of their data and their security around that. Again, got to trust with Microsoft because it's Teams is there and Exchange is there, but how many different vendors do they have to trust to make the solution work so we provide them capabilities that they can retain that control? Super. And you're absolutely right. You do provide that glue. You really are plugging a lot of gaps potentially in, in different deployment models and, and environments that are out there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not just about connecting the conference room to Teams, but it's about, okay, well, how am I going to do that? Where does my calendar data go? Am I consuming? Am I sending everything out through yet another cloud service? What is that media path? Do I have ways to sort of minimize although my sort of threat exposure, if you will, with some more innovative sort of deployment models? And we sort of touch on those different areas for the customer. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So, uh, in terms of finding out more, what's the best way for organizations uh, to get in touch? Absolutely. Pexip.com forward slash Microsoft um, or just Pexip.com. Uh, we're absolutely happy to talk. Um, so please reach out. Hey, Andrew, it's been super speaking today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Rob. It's been a real pleasure being on. Love the program. Thank you very much. 
And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social. It's always appreciated. And if you're a UC fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can join us using the UC News hashtag on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. The social links are in the description. So I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.